0: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big Eight Seventy. Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear, on our Oakwood Hardeula's Talk and Text line. We've got a Deuce McAllister on Deuce. Before we get into Saints, I want to ask you: uh, Do you have a connection with Harlem Berry? Harlem Berry, the number one rated running back in uh, the, I guess, the country and certainly in the state of Louisiana for 2025 from St. Martin's Episcopal School, has verbally committed to LSU. You got a connection with Harlem?
2: I know Harlem really, really well. Okay. And I'm extremely proud and happy for him. Uh, you know, and, and it's interesting because if you know him, uh, he loves football, he but does. his favorite love may be basketball.
0: Basketball, yep.
2: Yeah, it, it, it may be basketball. And so uh, I'm extremely happy for him. Uh, and, you know, he, he obviously has to do what's best for him. And, you know, he's got some connections to Texas. He's got some connections to Florida. Um, but, you know, being able to go to LSU and being able to for his family to be able to come and see him play and be able to get developed. You know, Coach Frank, uh, I thought, did a really, really nice job in his recruitment. Uh, and, 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 and Harlem's only, only going to get better. Harlem's only going to get better. I mean, because the thing for him, He's done really well at St. Martin's, but you know the question has always been: Well, why won't he go to a bigger school? Why won't he uh, go and compete maybe against some of the other elite defenses and teams like that? Uh, you can always argue that case, but at the same time, if I'm doing it at this level, why am I gonna go get, go 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 get hit like that uh, when I'm already I already have national offers? It's one thing if I only have one offer. I've got national offers already, and I'm going to the camps. I'm competing and and doing well enough. Harlem, enjoy high school and get ready
0: for college. Deuce, I was telling this to Bob. I was at a camp he was with, and he caught a ball coming out of the backfield. And like all of us, uh, they got a bunch of high school coaches. I was there. It was like, man, did he get out of that stance and get out into the flat fast? You talk about a guy that can scoot, he can flat out run. And here's the other thing, like he's a, he's a track guy. Yes, he is. But
2: he's really not a track guy because he hadn't been trained truly, truly for track. So Harlem is fast, but Harlem doesn't know how fast he is yet. I mean, because he hadn't been in a system where it's strictly dedicated for track or it's strictly dedicated for football. So um, he, he he's a guy, and I, I think it will work for him at tailback. But he's a guy, uh, if it doesn't work at tailback, you can put him back there at free safety, and he can cover a third or a quarter of the field, and you would feel really, really good about it.
1: Now, uh, Deuce, looking at the matchup come Sunday, um, obviously uh, it's great. Uh, the schedule makers, when you look at it, uh, it's going to be going on at the same time. Obviously, so you're going to be watching. You got uh, Atlanta coming to town against the Saints. Uh, then you got Tampa Bay going to Carolina. Then um, – Depending on how it plays out, uh let's say the Saints win. It doesn't really matter what happens in Tampa Bay and Carolina. Now if you want to be in the postseason, we're gonna be intrigued what's happening. Seattle at Arizona and even uh the Bears at Green Bay, uh later in the afternoon. So the NFL gotta love this. This truly going down to the wire whether you're in the postseason or not.
2: Yeah, the other two games Bobby, that you mentioned, those games will kick off. Uh they're the late two games. Uh Carolina and Tampa Bay—they play at the same time as okay. us, and so I know some guys will say, "Hey, look, I'm not watching the scoreboard uh, unless they don't put it up <laughs> there. They're, 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 they're going to be watching it." But at the same time, we'll be giving it—we'll give you the score, uh, you know, kind of the breakdown of what's going on if you're listening to us on the radio. But the other games, yes, they, the both of those games—the Seattle as well as the uh, Green Bay—they play after the Saints, so obviously the Saints will be tuned in and watching those as well.
1: Now, uh, Deuce, do you think we catch in Atlanta at the right time? Because uh, they, they kind of disheartened right now considering, boy, they really felt good about themselves uh, last time when we went to Atlanta and how they closed out that game where uh, we knew they were going to run and we really couldn't stop them. But they've lost three of their past four games. Uh, and then you look uh, to the two-headed monster, uh, Bijan Robinson. I'm looking at he had uh, 123 scrimmage yards in that Week 12 meeting. And then you look at Algier, he rushed for 139 yards and a touchdown in that, uh, the, the last road meeting. So uh, that's really a, a one-two punch when you look at it. And, uh, but look, he, he caught with that one touchdown, even though against the Bears, he had a career-long 75-yard uh, touchdown reception. So uh, I, I guarantee you Dennis Allen got to be challenging him. Come on, we got embarrassed or humbled at the end of the game when we needed to stop them from running it. And that we can't let that happen again.
2: Well, the other player, if you remember, it was Cordell Patterson as well. Yeah, I mean, he I... had numerous catches or runs where he was able to catch it short of the first down and break some tackles and still come up with a first down. And so, uh, for the Saints, that's a game that they wish they had back. I mean, because I felt like that if you're able to score in the red zone, you don't have the turnovers, et cetera, then you win that game. I mean, and obviously it changes. They, we couldn't get off the field at the end. They they ran it down our throat and, you know, to the tune of 200 yards. And, you know, when they had to make a throw, they were able to make it, but it mainly was running the football. So, for the Saints, for me, if you don't tackle, you're not going to win. But I don't think Atlanta is completely disheartened because, Bobby, you have to remember, if Tampa Bay does lose and Atlanta wins, they go to the playoff. I mean, and so people can think that, hey, look, uh, they're completely out of it, but no. it, it's not quite that way. I mean, if three-way tie and Tampa Bay loses, then Atlanta goes to the playoffs. So, you're going to get their best effort. And uh, for the Saints, you know, I, I, I think it starts with – being able to put some pressure on them uh, where they can't just milk that clock and run the football. I mean, if the Saints can go up 10 points, 14 points, Now you're going to stress and make them have to throw the football, and I think that's not what they want to do. They have the weapons to do it, but that's not what they want to do. They want to be able to drop back pass. They want to be able to use some play action, uh, and they want to run the football. I mean, they want to almost shorten the game, but they definitely want to get it to their playmakers and let those guys be able to, you know, just kind of grind out on you.
0: Deuce, the other thing is, uh, and I agree with you, I think they have a certain game plan to win. One guy scares me on offense. Other than their running attack, that's Drake London. He, he okay. That's not a lot of receivers built like him. He is a big, tall, physical guy. And okay, it's third and six. He'll get you that eight yards. It's similar to Michael Thomas in his heyday. He knew he knows where to run and get a first down. And you ain't no, got no defensive back that can match up with Drake London because of his size. And if you don't respect his deep speed, he can beat you on that part, too. He's a guy that uh, I think is the X factor uh, for well, well, them. Well, and because had, as a receiver, he's uh, unusual no. to go up against.
1: And dudes uh, like Mike saying, he's had success against the Saints. He Look at the last three games. He has at least five-plus catches and 70-plus receiving yep. yards. So uh, yeah, we, we, mean, we, we he's, haven't he's, shut he's, him down. <laughs>
2: He, he is a big physical receiver. And, you know, I was quite, you know, uh, yeah, when they drafted him, I was like, man, you know, I thought that they reached for him. But uh, he, he hadn't been consistent because he hadn't been able to get the football uh, consistently from the quarterback. But he is a big physical receiver. And, you know, you talk about the Saints having the matchup of being able to be physical with him but also have to respect his speed. I'm, I am going to play him a lot like I played Mike, uh, Mike, You know, your your last uh, matchup with Mike Evans. And so I'm going to uh, shade the corner. I mean, I'll be able to play the corner underneath and be able to shade the safety over the top. And so at forces now, you, you, you can't let the tight end and the other guys go off. And so everybody else, they have to be on their job, you know. And so for the Saints, it's going to be able to redirect him at the line of scrimmage, you know, particularly when he goes to the slot. But if not, then I'm playing press man. I want to jam him a little bit to be able to throw his timing off. And then I am shading that safety over the top for him and not allowing him to just be able to take the top off my defense or just to be able to kind of play bully ball at the receiver spot.
1: Now, uh, Deuce, uh, looking at Pete Werner, uh, you know, last week he – You know, we always used to double D leading the team in tackles. We had eight in-assisted tackles, nine total tackles. So he's right in the 90. I want to say like uh, 89 tackles. Uh, The question I have, it's an opinion. Uh, uh, Who's better, Pete Werner or Kane Nellis? I'm looking at Kane Nellis right now. What he's up at Atlanta, last uh, week he had nine tackles, very similar to Pete Werner. He also had, uh, now he has four sacks for the uh, season, but he has a career high. He's at 119 tackles, 11 tackles for a loss in 2023, and uh, he, he seems like he's getting those tackles for a loss week in and week out. And in that Week 12 meeting, uh, he had uh, uh, you know uh, what uh, a career high seven sacks in 22 in New Orleans. Uh, so uh, it, it seems like that's been money well spent. But how do you view Kane Nellis and uh, Pete Werner? About the same, or do you give Kane Nellis maybe a slight edge?
2: Well, actually, you know, it's really how they're using Caden Ellis as well. I mean, Caden Ellis plays all three downs for Atlanta. Pete Warner doesn't play all three downs anymore for New Orleans. He comes out of the dime package for New Orleans. When the Saints were playing a three-down lineman, they were keeping he and Demario on the field. But normally what the Saints have been doing is uh, Pete Warner's been coming out on third down because they go dime. And so that's probably affected his numbers a little as far as total overall tackles. And then they still use him as a guy that they use on the pick plays and doing some different things on some certain looks defensively. Uh, but but for me, it's really how they use both of those linebackers. It's kind of different. I mean, because Caden Ellis is a guy on third down. He goes, shifts really from uh, linebacker to defensive end. He's a rusher. He turns into a rusher right. for, for for Atlanta, and he really did it for the uh, for the Saints as well. Uh, Pete Warner is not that guy. He's not a rusher. He's a guy that they use as a pick guy, and then he'll blitz. But he's not a defensive end or a linebacker that turns into a defensive end. And so, you know, it's really how they want to use him. The Saints use Warner more as a, more of an off-the-ball linebacker. But Caden Ellis, he's off the ball. But then third down, he goes he's to rushing. the defensive end for
1: him. Yeah. Uh, new Deuce, uh, it seems like we've said this now for a month, uh, for sure three weeks, if not four and I think the same thing. Uh, come on, I was like, "Shame on us if we don't beat Tampa Bay. We're a plus four in that turnover uh, differential." And look right now, that, that's one thing. And it, it, it it's amazing that Atlanta is uh, has a chance to win the NFC South. They're minus nine in the turnover differential, and we plus eight. So I think again, uh, we look at that and how close we are. Uh, all in the NFC South, whether it's us, Tampa Bay, or Atlanta. Uh, that I think we got to be opportunistic in the Dome and at least be a plus one or two or not negative for sure.
0: Just get – no, Either, not, even a yeah,
1: plus yeah, one, yeah. negative. Yeah,
2: yeah. You can't, you can't be negative. You prefer plus two. Uh, you'll definitely take plus one, but you can't be negative. I mean, that that, that just spells for close game, field goal, field position, uh, who won a uh, penalty battle, different things of that nature. You know, particularly if you're negative. But if you you're plus one, plus two, then you can do all the other things that we just talked about. well, then you, you're probably going to end up winning.
0: Deuce, uh, kind of flip it a little bit. I don't ever remember the buzz about Ole Miss football as much as I'm hearing now. Maybe 2015, uh, that was the 10-3 year. But I- I'm talking about people who really are involved in college football because Jackson Dart coming back, what they've done in the transfer portal. Uh, have you ever remember a year with so much buzz? Now we months and months away from Ole Miss playing another game so much buzz about Omis football uh for the uh, upcoming season as we're getting today
2: Eli Eli's a senior okay I mean, but we didn't have social media. You didn't have social media. I mean, Eli's senior year, you had that type of feel. You had that type of buzz because you knew you had a top five quarterback uh, as far as NFL wise. And now I'm not not saying Jackson Dart is that, but he will be a a three-year starter in the SEC next year. And then he'll have, you know, pretty complimentary skill guys. He pretty much has all of his skill guys returning outside of one. uh, And the other one, you know, from an offensive line standpoint, I think you have three, maybe two returning, but they've hit the portal pretty good with the uh, um, offensive lineman. I mean, but, but for Ole Miss, it's it's the jump in defense. That's what they're excited about. I mean, to be able to get some of the guys that they've got defensively through the portal, uh, the question, and, and, and it's, it's, it's any NFL team as well, it's always can you mesh. I mean, because you, you guys know it. When yep. you get into that portal and you, 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 you're, you're getting a guy that will be on your campus normally less than a year normally less than a year. That's if he comes during the spring. If he doesn't come into the spring and he only comes in the summer, he's on your campus six months. I mean, and so yeah, it, it, it's almost like he's a hired, uh, a hired guy, hired gun in a sense to be able to come in. Uh, you know, I may get to know my teammates, I may not. I may get to know the campus, I may get to know the community, I may not. But I'm here to win football games, and so the mesh always is critical to make sure that you're you're getting and signing the right guys. That then, when you do it all, you know, is going well. I mean, because we know what happens when it goes well. What happens when it hits a little adversity? Can you get that group to stay together? And that's always the question when you recruit in that portal.
1: Now, uh, do some, you know, some fans. I'm going to read this. It's kind (laughs) of comical. This is from, uh, oh, this is circulating on uh, Facebook. uh, And it's very important to me that if y'all would address this, please. It's like almost begging. Thank you. Okay. And they're like, uh, you know, a number of people, I don't know, just haters or uh, I don't know, they look at the glass half empty instead of half full. Like, I hope the Saints lose just so we could fire Dennis Allen and uh, Pete Carmichael. I think even if the Saints don't come out on top and they're not in the postseason, I think maybe you might make changes, but I think Dennis Allen would be around, maybe not Pete Carmichael. But uh, people think that, uh, that Dennis Allen, if we don't beat Atlanta, he's gone for sure. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, and, and don't believe
0: everything you read on Facebook right, either. Right. That's the other part. I, I hate to break them that, but uh, don't believe everything there.
2: Not everything, and you know, if you're if you're if you're in that mood, and if you've gotten <laughs> to that state where you feel like that, you hope that you know your your team that you you claim that you're a fan of, right? You hope that they lose, uh, just because you want somebody to lose their job. You 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 need a break. You need you need exactly, a break. You need yeah. to you know you 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 need to take take a step back and just say, hey, look. I need to just find something else to do right now until, you know, maybe uh, I'm going to just get away from that for a while.
0: Deuce, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciated. Great insights, buddy.
2: All right. Thank you, guys. All right, right, Deuce. Deuce.